We're Rachel and Erica, and this is the Autoimmune and You podcast. Neither of us took one answer as our truths when we were diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, and we want you to do the same. There is so much information out there, so many people telling you what or what not to do, and we know how confusing it can feel. This podcast is about breaking past your limits and fears and realizing that different things work for each of us. You are the creator of your own journey, and guess what? You can do whatever the fuck you want. everyone. Welcome back to Autoimmune and You. Today is another exciting day because we have our second guest on our <laughs> podcast and we've been so excited to talk to her. She's Madison from The Gut Goddess on Instagram. She's a gut health coach, a holistic nutritionist, right? Yeah. And she's also a host of the Nourish Babes podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Super happy to be here with both of you. Yeah. Um, first of all, we wanted to mention when we were started our podcast. So we released our first episode in January 2021. And um, we were originally gonna call our podcast the autoimmune wellness babes. And yeah. so when we found your podcast, we we're like, oh my gosh, it's meant to be nourish babes. <laughs> yeah, it's a catchy name, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It really is. And I love that, like you guys embody not only like nourishment on a gut level, but like also just the holistic side of ourselves, right? The mind, the body, the soul. So I think that that's something that we all really, really align on. And um, yeah, just like following you on Instagram and listening to a, a podcast episode of yours. It's just been like really nice to have another person that we align with so much who is like, yo, it's not like there's not a one size fits all to gut health. There's not a one size fits all to healing. And we wanted to bring you on because obviously like we feel very aligned with your energy, but also in your message. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same to you guys. I'm like slowly following less and less people. And I'm like, yeah, curating my feed to people who make me feel inspired and not scared. And like, yeah, very much feel that for me too. And one of the like, part of your, I guess your bio is like, you know, gentle, holistic, simple approach Mm -hmm. to gut health, which is like something we both like really, really believe in. And then also you do, you know, mention nervous system, you know, regulation, dysregulation stuff when it comes to gut health. And I Mm -hmm. think, you know, that's a chapter that like I'm heavily stepping into and as well as Rachel, and Mm -hmm. it just feels like it's really important to talk about that stuff when it comes to gut health, because you cannot heal your gut when you're under chronic stress, right? Mm -hmm. And like, I'm sure like we're going to get deep into that conversation, but just for context, like a lot of people, a lot of our listeners have autoimmune diseases, right? So Mm -hmm. they're all trying, you know, these protocols and like, you know, restrict highly, highly restricted diets when they're living off of like three like three foods, not even like mm-hmm. three food groups, like literally mm-hmm. like three foods, like fasting, juicing, cleansing. Mm-hmm. It's like nonstop. And like, for me, most of my clients are chronically stressed out and top on top of it. Like when you're not getting all the nutrition your body needs, like that is also going to dysregulate your nervous system. And like, well, we can go into all that, but yeah, that's definitely been a big chapter in my journey with like the diets and stuff that I've got on, like not sleeping well, cause I'm not getting the nutrients and I'm like, yeah. feel wired and I'm losing weight and my hair's falling out. So yeah, we're just kind of excited to learn about, you know, how your journey went and like how it led you to where you are today, because that's what our podcast is about. This kind of like journey of like 
you know, we're, we're constantly evolving, right? Like as much as we know now, we're going to even know even more in the next couple of years. And that's what mm-hmm. this podcast is about. It's like just sharing what we know now and how we got here, but like also being open to like, Hey, things may change. I may change. People change. Like we're not just business people, right? We're actual people that have lived and breathed the experience. Yeah. So to get this opened up, um, we want to start on a little lighter note with all of our guests. So we have a question for you. It can be literally anything that comes to your mind. What is one thing that you couldn't live without on a daily basis? Yeah, I love this question. I was thinking about it and it's super simple. It's literally breakfast. Um, (laughs) Because I was like just thinking about my past self and just like as we'll get into it, restriction um, I did a lot of fasting, uh, just my mornings were so rushed. And now I have been eating breakfast consistently for, I would say the past maybe couple years. And there are days that I accidentally go without it. You know, if I'm traveling or with other people and I'm like, it is a game changer for me. It makes me feel so grounded. I feel like it's a form of self-love in the morning, right. To just like nourish your body um, so yeah, like I was thinking of all these other random things and I was like, no, breakfast, <laughs> like I'm obsessed I love with breakfast. That. <laughs> yeah, I, love I would agree. I would agree with that completely. Like I am not functional if I don't have breakfast, like my energy, like for the whole rest of the day is Same. totally thrown off. And I actually listened to one of your podcast episodes and you were talking about like eggs is just not enough for like breakfast to like usually have some type of, you know other protein with it. And so since mm-hmm. I listened to that, like, I think like three, like a couple of months ago, I actually was like, been having like a breakfast meat with my eggs and it has made a huge yes. difference in my glucose levels and like my energy. Oh, so I was like, okay, now I really need to have, cause I used to be one of those people that like just had oatmeal and I'd feel like mm-hmm. shit and I'd get so lethargic. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, Oh my God, my body doesn't really want even carbohydrates in the morning. It really needs just like fat and protein. And I feel way more sustained throughout my day. Mm-hmm. Mm, so, that's super interesting. That. And I feel like I've talked about this before on the podcast, but another thing that I know that you talk about Madison is a lot of like more of that intuitive side of like just tuning into what your body's asking for, what your body needs. And the interesting part for me is like, I definitely see value in breakfast. I think that, you know, eating when you're hungry or eating when you know that you need to nourish your body is super important. But I'm one of those people that like, sometimes I do better doing something like I do kind of like my version of like a bulletproof coffee sometimes if I'm like, okay, I'm not hungry whatsoever, but I know I need something. I'll do that or I'll do like a smoothie or something and try to pack as much into it as I can, like spinach and, you know, berries and pineapple and like all the things. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because like, today was one of those days that I'm like, I'm not actually feeling hungry, but I know like I need to have something because I do definitely feel differently when I'm having breakfast versus when I'm not. But at the same time, sometimes I'm just intuitively like, I just don't, I don't feel like I need to eat yet. And so I just try to honor that, but there is that fine line, right? Like Erica and I have talked about on a past episode, are you not feeling hungry because your nervous system is out of whack? Are you genuinely not feeling hungry? And so that's something that I've been tuning in way more with lately. And there have been days sometimes where I'm like, I'm genuinely like going to just trust that I am at peace. I am grounded and I don't need to eat yet. And then there are other times that I'm like, 
no, I'm not feeling hungry because I'm actually stressed out and I need to eat anyway. So I think that that's like a really, really important note for people on like kind of that intuitive side versus like the nervous system regulation. A thousand percent. I love that because I used to not have an appetite in the morning. I would fast until 2 p.m. I would stop eating at six, fast all the way until the morning, like all throughout the night into the morning. And then, yeah, because I was, I was intuitive eating, right? I thought that I was, I thought that I was not hungry and really, yeah, just like you said, I was so stressed that I had no appetite. And it's like, there's, I think, I think you have to do a bunch of things before you get to intuitive eat. Like, I feel like I can intuitive eat now. Yeah. And I think there's a difference between intuitive eating and like intentional eating, right? Like you said, there are some mornings where, yeah, you're like, I'm not hungry, but I know I need to eat something, right? Something is better than nothing. So. Yeah. And we make a big, like, you know, disclaimer on our podcast when we talk about that. Like it was a couple episodes, actually. I was like, okay, Rachel, like you're at this point after like almost seven years of being on this health journey where you can trust and know that. Right. But like Mm -hmm. in the beginning, when you're just starting off on your health journey or this holistic lifestyle to just be like, oh, I'm too intuitive. It's like, oh, hell no. I look back at myself (laughs) seven years ago. I'm like, you are not intuitive at all. You didn't know shit about anything. Now it's like, I absolutely know, like if I feel jittery, if I feel any of these things, it's like, okay, that's, I should be eating it. I should not, not be eating, you know, just because of like, oh, I'm, you know, I intuitively don't feel it. It's like, no, it's like really cueing into like what your body is actually, you know, telling you your body yeah. and mind, right? Cause the nervousness is not just in the body. Mm. It's in the mind. It's the racing thoughts. It's all of that. So, mm. okay. See how it goes. We have these conversations <laughs> and it's like, there's millions of things to say about it, to say about it. Always. Yeah. <laughs> the way it goes. Um, so let's get into like a little bit about your story, like kind of like a cliff notes version. Um, I know like I already know just from following you and like looking at your website and stuff that there's like some things that I definitely highly, highly mm-hmm. align as far as my life journey with you. But I'm like really excited to hear like a little bit more of a deep dive into like how you got to where you are now with coaching clients and like kind of your backstory. Yeah. So cliff notes version, obviously I'm summarizing basically my whole life. So I'm 30. <laughs> Um, my gut. So I started having gut issues. I mean, that's my, that was my big thing. Gut issues. When I was little, little girl, pain, bloating, like food sensitivities was normal in my family. All my siblings and parents struggled with digestive mm-hmm. issues. My dad had celiac disease. My mom has MS. So a lot of, a lot of autoimmunity yeah. in my family. Um, nothing really came about it. When I was little, I also grew a very standard American diet. So like I had Flaming Hot Cheetos for lunch and (laughs) uh, like margarine and Crisco and like all the standard American things. Did not care at all about my health. So that was from, you know, when I was little to about 18, moved away to college, had to start cooking for myself and like making more food decisions for myself and digestive issues got progressively worse after that I think it was Mm -hmm. a combo now looking back it's fun to reflect because I'm like back then I was like this is coming out of nowhere it doesn't make any sense I was like no I was very stressed (laughs) I moved away from home I was uh I started being vegetarian um I also was on tons of antibiotics during that time and then had yeah just crazy bad digestive issues like bloating on a day-to-day basis tons of food sensitivities really bad acne super painful periods fatigue mm-hmm. oh I just yeah just felt all um, of it <laughs> all, all the gut stuff yeah. like urgency yeah. never had a normal poop had food particles in my poop 
Um, and then like I did, I just, I saw doctors, you know, probably from the age of 18 to 21, all the tests, colonoscopy, endoscopy, um, stool tests, blood work, everything was normal. Mm-hmm. They're like, you have a little bit of inflammation. Um, they didn't even t- talk to me about diet, like not Ugh. even the low FODMAP <sighs> diet. Yeah. It literally like makes my blood boil. Like, I feel my body just like completely tighten up anyone yep. says, anytime yep. anyone says that. It's just like, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Which is a very normal story for like almost oh, every yeah. person with Absolutely. any chronic symptoms, any chronic illness. It's like they just, there's no like care for that. It's just like, here's yeah. this, take this thing and then move on with your life. And you change nothing about what you're doing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally written off. Like no one asked me about my stress, about my, as you all know, mm-hmm. like all these essential things. Yep. It's like, okay, here's a, here's a medication. They offered me a medication. I was 21. Um, and I was like, this does not feel right. I have no idea what the hell I'm going to do, but I'm not going to do this. And so like many of us, we just go on this journey of trying to figure it out on our own. So I was, became completely obsessed with health at that point. I was Mm -hmm. started being vegan for a little bit. I tried just all the different gut healing diets and protocols and supplements and saw tons of alternative practitioners, chiropractors, people do foot zoning, acupuncturists, just the, the gamut, like consumed Mm -hmm. my life. You know, I was obsessed with health I loved it. Like it was really fascinating to learn about, but also as you both probably know, it's just like, I became very obsessed with everything that I was putting in and on my body. Um, I just like had a very closed, uh, closed idea of what health looked like. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't travel. I didn't go out with friends because I didn't want to eat the food that they were eating. Um, I was still very, I was stressed out all the time, just like worrying about my health, worrying about my digestive issues. And so that was probably from about 21 to like 26 or seven. So like a lot of time just obsessing about health stuff, learning trial and error. And nothing, the thing is nothing really helped. I mean, it did Mm -hmm. a a little bit, right? Like I I felt a little bit better, but nothing was really sustainable. Um, I still felt bloated. I had, I actually was struggling more with a lot of mental health issues, like having anxiety attacks and um, yeah, just bloating, tons of food sensitivities. I couldn't tolerate dairy or gluten. Like I kept adding to the list of things, took Mm -hmm. out sugar, took out beans, took out grains, took out legumes. Um, I, at one point, I think I was eating like vegetables and nuts and seeds, like, cause I wasn't doing dairy. I wasn't doing eggs. I wasn't doing um, yeah, all the things. So, and then I kind of, I decided to go back to school in 2016. I did a master's degree in holistic nutrition and that was kind of like, I would say that like the second phase of my healing, cause I was just doing lots of self-experimentation prior to that. So I got an actual education with all of this and my program was very amazing. It was very much aligned in what I teach now and what we're kind of all about. Very holistic, Mm -hmm. very much like traditional diets, easy to digest foods, Mm -hmm. stress, nervous system stuff, um, psychology, sociology with food stuff, coaching, like very holistic. And I was like, wow, I was very obsessed with just restricting foods, taking tons and tons of supplements. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can see how I need a more holistic perspective on all of this. So 
after that, um, still was struggling a little bit with gut stuff, just lingering issues. And I think I was still vegan at that time. And so after my program, I was like, okay, I think I need to start introducing more animal products. So I started doing that and then kind of went to the opposite end of the spectrum for a little bit. I was like carnivore <laughs> keto for a couple oh, of years. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. Okay. Whole... So you've been on the whole spectrum. Yeah. Of all, that. all of it for real. Yeah. Like it did wow. AFE for a while, tried gaps for a while, carnivore. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Went to the opposite end of the spectrum still. And then, yeah, I just tell people, I mean, over the last couple of years, it has been really transformational. I mean, I ended up hiring my own health coach, which was amazing because prior to that, right. I was just doing it all on my own. I was just trying to yeah. figure it out on my own and even, even functional medicine practitioners and other practitioners that I was working with, I still didn't feel like I need, I was getting the support that I needed. And also they weren't yeah. all, they weren't asking me the important questions that I asked my yep. clients, like, yes, even my naturopath, like I love her and she was really helpful, but also I'm like, you know, I remember her giving me a handout about stress and about the vagus nerve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not really explaining it though. I was like, mm-hmm. at that they time, they were like was, side pieces. Yes. Like, yeah. Here's these things. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, this is important. Try gargling and try doing this vagus nerve work. And I was like, eh, like, I don't really know what this means. And yeah, I was also working full time after I, my program. And I was just like, I was so stressed and overworked. And like, she never mm-hmm. asked me like, how do you yeah. process your emotions? How do you deal with stress? Yeah. What's your family yeah. like? Do you have a, do you have any trauma? Like none, yep. none of those ah. questions were asked. So uh, just looking back, it's interesting too, because I think those practitioners have value, but also in a way instill a little bit more fear in us. And then also just, yep. again, yeah. don't get to the root of why we're having the issues in the first place. Like, yeah. Yes. So the, crazy but yeah last couple of years just like hired a health coach um I left a religion that I grew up in I broke up with a boyfriend that was very draining I quit my job I started my own business I started eating more animal products I started really addressing the stress and nervous system piece started mm-hmm. getting more sunlight stopped running every single day um just like all these little things that were adding to my stress just the last couple of years have stopped doing. And I think for me, it's been, it's been cool because it's, it's not been one thing. It's not just been the food stuff. It's been the food stuff and the stress and the sleep and, um, prioritizing myself and saying no to things and quitting my job and like all these little pieces that have added up. And yeah, I mean, at this point, I obviously feel confident enough coaching other people because I Mm. feel amazing and have a normal Uh daily bowel movement and eat dairy every single day and like reintroduce sourdough the past couple months and have had no issues with it. And yeah, just like, it's kind of on the back burner. It's like, it used to be this thing every single day. I was like, I have no idea what to eat. I feel bloated every day. My skin's terrible. Yeah. And now it's just like, yeah, some stuff comes up when I travel or when I'm stressed and I know my triggers and I know what sets me yeah. off. But at this point, it's just like, I can like live life and go out to eat and travel and yeah, just yeah, crazy. I crazy love that so much. I it's know. Really I'm like, cool. there's so much I want to say with all of this. Yeah. I'm like, ah, go ahead. Rachel. We're like, 
Um, well, the one thing her. that I want to say to that last note is that's so aligned with where Erica and I both are is like, mm-hmm. we talked a lot about food here and there at the beginning of our podcast. And we've evolved so much to like she said, now talking so much more about nervous system regulation and like all of these like deeper things that people are not realizing has so much to do with the way that you're feeling inside and out and the way that you're interacting with your environment and the people around you and all of that. And I love that you said like now food and the way that you eat kind of is on the back burner because that's like been a huge area for Eric and I where like the sourdough thing. I recently introduced sourdough back into my diet a couple months ago when I have been gluten-free hey. for years and it's mm-hmm. been amazing. Like I feel so good. And there's other foods too, that I like have always been kind of like a little bit scared of to try reintegrating. And it's been good because guess what? I'm way more grounded than I've ever been in the past couple of years. I know myself way better. Like I have way less stress. And I also love that you started, that you talked about starting to slowly chip away at the things that were bringing you stress. And I think that that's like a really big point for people to make is that's such a good way to prioritize yourself and to really like put your money where your mouth is to yourself of, Hey, I'm really trying. I'm really trying to decrease stress. I'm going to start chipping away one thing at a time. And it doesn't mean that you have to like completely overhaul your life right away. Cause that could add more stress. Right. Mm-hmm. But doing these little things, like maybe getting rid of the boyfriend and then getting rid of the job. And then, you know, mm-hmm. like all of these little things that are actually big things, but they can feel little, they can feel little because of how far you can come after those things are gone. Right. I just like love so much that the, the aspect of food doesn't have to rule your life because I feel like, especially in the autoimmune community, we get so wrapped up. And I love that you have the experience as well with all these different like ways of eating and diets of it can completely consume you. Right. And we can like constantly be like, what am I going to eat? Where am I going to eat? Like, so a part of my journey recently has been, um, integrating some, uh, animal products back into my diet as well. And I hadn't eaten meat in, I think four years or something. Mm-hmm. And I started eating meat again recently, like very sporadically because I'm still kind of testing the waters, but I'm integrating it. And for me, it's been so like relieving because it's like, if we go to a friend's house, like we went to our friend's cabin in the mountains and they made like pork tacos. Right. And I didn't have to be like, Oh my God, what am I going to make? They don't have a good grocery store here for me to like get something good. And da da da. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to have one. That feels really good to not have to stress about the food. And guess what? I was fine. Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. This episode is sponsored by 5CBD. We are so excited to be partnering with 5CBD. I've been using these products for months now, and I've been loving their full-spectrum CBD THC products, especially the sleep gummies. Those are my all-time favorite. Studies actually show that using CBD products with small amounts of THC in them has potential to decrease pain and inflammation throughout your body and also reduce feelings of anxiety and depression, which is something that everyone with an autoimmune disease can definitely benefit from. You don't want to miss out on this offer because you'll get a free full-size tincture or gummies. All you have to do is click the link in our show notes. I feel like uh, there's like 10 different things going on in my head right now, but <laughs> I think so many people just relate to the, the process of becoming very like restrictive and really stressed about their healing. And like mm-hmm. my main goal with my clients is to make healing as the least stressful it could possibly be. And like Mm -hmm. a lot of my clients, because they're more the perfectionist, right? The overachiever type clients, when they come to me, you know, they're assuming I'm going to say, eat these foods, don't eat these foods, do this, don't do this. And it's like, I'm here to stop perpetuating 
that healing is supposed to be this stressful, big burden that you put on yourself, right? Because that continues to dysregulate your nervous system. And so a lot of people are in that chronic stress. You know, the thing is, to me, I believe that before people get diagnosed, something like autoimmune disease or any type of chronic illness, like they're already in that sympathetic response years and years and years, right? So then yeah. they think, mm-hmm. okay, now I'm going to try to take control of my life, but they're looking at it purely from what is going into my mouth instead of like, what am I feeding my mind with? What's going through my mind? Like what's going on in my body? And it's like shifting that focus for people is very hard because diet is the one thing that you could really control, right? Like it's the thing that you can like, I'm going to eat this. I'm not going to eat that. But it's like, Mm -hmm. when it comes to doing the inner work of paying attention of what is the narrative going on in my life? You know, what's the beliefs that I have? Like all these different things. It's like, it's way more complex and not as easy for people to literally digest because it's like, Mm -hmm. we're so, our society is so used to like, take this one supplement, do this one treatment, get, go through this one detox and you're going to be fine. But it's like, this work is continuous. It's like, you don't just arrive at good gut health and then just get to live your life. Like it is, you have to consciously, you know, mind, body, soul, like through food, through movement. It's like all these different things, but it's not anything to be stressed about. It's just like, once you start changing your habits, it just becomes your life. And then you don't have to consciously fear things. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be like, Oh my God, I didn't go to yoga today. Oh my God. I didn't eat this food. Right. It's just like the way that you are. And then you have that like natural flexibility. Like I do, that is one thing that this whole journey has taught me. Like to not live my life by like rigid rules, black and white, all or nothing. And that's how I lived my life. And like the good first, like three to four years of my health journey was like that, right? Like inflammatory versus Mm anti-inflammatory, bad versus good. And like, yes, there are clearly things that we know that are not very good, right? Like a bag of hot Cheetos, but (laughs) it's like, you know, you should... the goal is to be able to get to a spot where if randomly you want to have a bag of hot Cheetos, it's not going to destroy your whole gut health. It's I call not it gonna soul diminish, food. <laughs> it's not going to diminish everything yeah. you've ever done because consistently you know how to take you know care of your body. But mm-hmm. I think so many people are just, and we try to nail that. That's why we have people like you come on this podcast because it's like everyone is still looking for that one diet, that one protocol that is going to cure their autoimmune disease. And it's like, I've been recently, you know, sharing, I would say for the last couple of years, really about, you know, it's not just diet, like it's stress. It's like all these other things, but I feel like people still don't want to believe it or they just, they haven't connected those dots. They're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But can you help me tell me what foods I should eat? It's like, yeah. Did you not listen to anything I just said? (laughs) Like out of all the stuff I share on social media, I swear to you, like the questions that I get through my DMs is like, oh, what diet did you try or what? And I literally, I'm like, look, I'm not going to give you that answer. It's very complex. It's your own journey. You have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to say that is like, it may be 20% of the healing that you need. And maybe the rest is something else. Like that's why you, we have to treat people like individuals. Like mm-hmm. what is your past experiences? What is your life been like? What's going, yeah. like you said, family dynamics. Like there's other components that are affecting mm-hmm. our gut health. So mm-hmm. yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, just totally resonate with all of this. And I think, I don't know if you two agree, but I feel like it's easier to be black and white because it doesn't require. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that's why, because I was so just again, looking back on how stressed I was. I mean, I was, I always had a nine to five. I was always working. I was always doing other extracurricular activities. Mm -hmm. I was always, my schedule was always planned out. I did not rest. I was always going. And I think it was easy, right? Because I think your nervous system wants to make things easy because it's trying to save energy. Right. And so it's super easy to just be like, this is a good food. This is a bad food. This is good. This is bad. Right. And getting in that like gray area is really uncomfortable because it requires you to like go inward and slow down and ask yourself what feels right to you. And I think I couldn't have done that had I not done all the nervous system work. Like I feel like without doing that, yeah, the nervous system and stress component, I feel like that allowed me to embrace that middle ground and find that Absolutely. flexibility. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hey, Amanda, I, think- I, mean, I was going to say Amanda, who came, Amanda Nova, I I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you follow her. She came on as our guest, uh, our first guest, and she was saying like, the healing happens in the gray area, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I really think that's like a mantra, like that I've been trying to like implement in my life. Like, it happens in the gray area. It's not so cut and dry. It's not so this or that, like whatever, right. Our brain has come together and said, this is what it is. But it's like, you kind of have to work through that and say, Mm -hmm. no, there's something more here. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because it's true. The black and white way of controlling your diet feels easier in the moment, Mm -hmm. right? It feels easier when you're doing it because you're like, okay, I have clear rules. And the human brain likes to be like, what is right? What is wrong? That makes way more sense to us than trying to go in the gray area. However, you, it's easier in the moment you get that control, you feel more in control, but at the end of the day, it's ultimately the harder way because then you have all this recon to do when you actually realize, oh, wait a second, like I'm under all this stress. All this stuff is like going quote unquote wrong. My health is actually worse. Or like you mentioned before, when you were trying these different diets, yeah, I felt maybe a tiny bit better, but it wasn't sustainable. Mm -hmm. And most people get so stuck in that and they have a really, really hard time getting out. And I also resonate so much with when you were saying, that you kept adding foods to the list of like your sensitivities because Erica and I have both been through that. I'm sure Mm -hmm. everyone listening to this podcast has been through, oh, well, guess that irritates me now. Guess I have to stop eating that. And it's like, but there's so many other factors. And there's, like I said, foods that, um, I mean, there's definitely still foods as like a person with an autoimmune disease that I know I may not be able to eat and that's okay. But I've slowly been chipping away at that list going, wait, I can reintroduce this food such as sourdough and feel yeah. okay. I can reintroduce eggs. I can reintroduce fish. I can reintroduce certain mm-hmm. types of meat. Like these are things that are really important to recognize and to be open to. And like we talk about all this time on this podcast, it takes time to get to a place where you're not scared of it. You have yeah. to get to a place there first yeah. and regulate your nervous system. Because if you're like, yeah, they said that I can reintroduce these foods. So I'm just going to do it. And yeah, you probably might feel worse because you're not actually addressing the underlying stuff first. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I tell um, that's I think that's huge, that piece of the mental aspect. And I tell that to clients all the time. I'm like, before we even talk about reintroducing any foods, we got to focus on all these fundamentals first. And then we're going to talk yeah. about the mental aspect. Like for me, when I was reintroducing gluten, I worked with a friend who does a lot of um, like emotional work. Mm-hmm. things called MSBR. And she had me just like write down 
thoughts that came up around gluten because I hadn't had gluten in eight years. Mm. And I wrote this down and I was like, it was crazy what came up around it. Like just mm-hmm. the, just the subconscious, like bringing the subconscious into conscious. Yeah. Because as I told you, my dad had celiac disease. My mom has an auto MS autoimmune disease. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like mm-hmm. autoimmune diseases and gluten is like a no go. Right. If you yeah. look that up online, it's like everyone's yeah. saying don't eat gluten ever. So as I was thinking about, cause I wanted to reintroduce sourdough bread, um, I was thinking about it and all these thoughts were coming up like sourdough bread is going to give me an autoimmune disease or sourdough mm-hmm. bread makes my gut makes me super bloated or yeah. used to give me a lot of anxiety. Like I would get brain fog and migraines and anxiety with it. So I wrote down all these stories that I had thoughts yeah. about this food. Um, and yeah, just did a bunch of other stuff around it, but it was like, I did that for a couple months before I even touched a piece of sourdough bread. Like I wasn't about to just like go eat, go eat a piece of bread. Like I had to do the mental and emotional work around it before. Yeah. Before I actually reintroduced it and the nervous system worked too. Like the, the night that I reintroduced sourdough, I like put on some really good music. I was dancing. I, I had a small piece. I put butter on it. Like I made it. I just picture like a date night, Madison and sourdough bread. (laughs) Yes, that's literally what it was like. I love I it. Like, I got to support my nervous system and yeah. like yeah, telling my ner- my my body like this is safe. This is going to make mm-hmm. you feel so good. You're going to digest it perfectly. Um yeah. just like all the I was rewriting that story and I think yep. that is a necessary piece to reintroducing all these foods, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. same with dairy. Dairy was really hard for me to reintroduce because it, you again, you look at any kind of autoimmune or gut protocol, it's like yeah, dairy it's always is dairy out. and gluten. Yeah. Dairy yeah. gluten's out. Yep. So yeah, I think it's you have to do a lot of work around that too to reintroduce food. That yeah, mind, I think that mind body connection is really real, right? So it's like if you go out and you are already having a stress response, like oh my god, I'm gonna eat this food. Oh my god, it might flare me up. Oh my god, this is scary. Like uh, right? Like you're already preparing your body to respond in that way. Right. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of, I've had clients say like, you know, that are on like highly restrictive diets and they don't even necessarily know if these foods are a trigger for them. That's my biggest qualm with AIP. I'm like, you don't even know if nuts and seeds bother you. Like for me, I feel so good when I'm eating a lot of like, I have like a handful of nuts a day. Like I feel so good. I feel so like energized. It's really good for me for a quick snack. And, but yet you're completely cutting them out. Like if I were to cut that out, I would not feel as good as I feel now. (laughs) Yeah. And so I guess the point there is like, you know, if they decide like, you know, encouraging them, like go out, like just have fun, just try not Mm -hmm. to like overly think it, like obviously be conscious, you know, and don't make a decision where it's like, you really feel like you're going to be messed up for the next few days, but just go at it with like, I'm having fun. Like I'm living life. My autoimmune disease is not going to define every little decision that I'm going to make. And Mm -hmm. a lot of those clients, they go out and they like, Maybe they even have a cocktail, whatever. And they're, they tell me that when the next time I see them, they're like, Erica, like I didn't even have any, like, I wasn't even flared up. Yes. It's, like, it's because it's like, you know, it's, there is that strong mind body connection. If you are mentally preparing your body for that reaction, guarantee you're going mm-hmm. to have that reaction for yourself. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, a lot of reintroducing is not just like, healing the gut enough to be able to eat those foods but like what is your relationship with that food what like Mm -hmm. I used with dairy right like 
dairy, when I got diagnosed, was a big trigger for me, right? Because I was already just so inflamed in general, like I couldn't tolerate anything. But over the years, like I had built dairy up in my head as this big, scary, cancer causing inflammatory thing that I should just like never have again in my life. And then when I started reintroducing uh, animal products, like meat and stuff back into my diet, I was like, you know what? Like I had done so much work mentally. I was like, let me just, I ate a whole pizza, like a whole little mini pizza. I didn't even mess around with like, I'll just have one bite. I was like, I'm going to eat this whole little mini pizza and see what the (laughs) hell happens to me. Okay. Yeah. The next day, but I wasn't fearful. I I went into it with curiosity, right? Like I wasn't in the fear state. I was in the curiosity Mm -hmm. state and nothing happened. So I'm like, okay, a few days later, I'm like, "Mm, maybe I'll have this with dairy. Nothing happened. Here I am. It's been since last May and it's like zero reaction whatsoever. And like, And, and that's also just been a chain effect to like a lot of other things in my life. Like a lot of the foods that I felt very highly sensitive to, like, I don't even think that's the case anymore. You know, like Mm -hmm. for me though, nuts and seeds, I still have a sensitivity to like high oxalate, like nuts and seeds. So I, I haven't like fully introduced those back. So that'll be another chapter of like reintroducing things back, but it's like, you don't have to go full force. Like you can just start somewhere and like see what happens and like Mm -hmm. the truth is is like just because you eat what this is the thing people think you know I've avoided all these years if I have one bite I'm gonna like go back to where I was seven years ago it's like no that's not the truth like your body might have a little reaction Uh... and you go okay But it's easy to let your mind get to that. There's been so many times that my mind has like wanted to go there. And obviously now on my journey, I'm like, okay, no. If I like recently, I think like a month ago or something, I had like a piece of like a real actual ass pizza. And for me, dairy, I think it's honestly all cow products because I can have goat cheese. I can have like chicken and stuff like that. And I don't have reaction. But for some reason, most cow products I do have a reaction and so I had a little bit of a reaction but it wasn't like oh my god I'm gonna go back to where I was how dare I why did I do that it was like all right I kind of expected because of the cheese on there but you know what I really 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 fucking enjoyed that piece and I was just laughing Erica when you were talking about the pizza because I remember the next day you were we got on and you were like I have something I have to tell you because she she it was like my all-time thing. favorite food and I miss real pizza so fucking much and she was There's like nothing I have like to tell pizza. you something she's like I had pizza and I had like a whole pizza and I was like oh my god I want to get to that someday and I still got my eyes set on that it, it was I- very <laughs> orgasmic I'm not gonna lie because I because I had been vegan or our listeners know for like almost six years okay I just last May was when I started to uh, reintroduce everything and so like I haven't had real you know it's all been like alternative stuff right Mm -hmm. and now I'm like holy shit like this is nothing like the real thing and not only that like I'm at the point now where like this is crazy but I'm like I am thoroughly disturbed by now the the vegan alternatives because it's like all it is is a bunch of seed oils and processed stuff I'm like Mm -hmm. I'd rather just have straight from the source like nothing Mm -hmm. with no fillers and all that and like after I stopped being vegan, I realized like I had a huge sensitivity to soy and I was eating a lot of stuff with soy and I would get like inflamed after, but I would always be like, well, maybe it was this, you know, I'd blame it on something else Mm -hmm. because at that point it was like, there was no other option. Right. 
So now I'm looking back and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just, I mean, you have to go. It's like, it's not to judge yourself. It's all part you of have that. to kind it's of like, go through it to be yeah, honest. You have to go like, through it. Yeah. And I think a really important point that Madison made was like why working with a health coach is so important, right? Because all of these practitioners, no matter how like holistic they are with my little air quotes that no one can see, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> they aren't always asking you all of the questions to genuinely get who you are as a person and get to the underlying stuff of your stress levels of, are you getting movement in of, are you getting out in nature? Are you getting like, I know yeah. Madison, you talk a lot about like sunlight, right? Like, yes. I think that it's so important for people to realize, like, sometimes when you work with practitioners, no matter what your intention is working with them, no matter what their intention as a practitioner is, it, it can be all great sunshine and rainbows, but at the root of it, it can still add more stress to what your routines, to your diet, to your lifestyle. And that's why it's really important to work with a health coach like me, like Erica, like Madison, because we address all of those things and we've all been there. A lot of these practitioners have not actually been there where you are and genuinely understand what it is that you're going through. And I think the other cool part is there's so many fucking health coaches out there and like we all have different approaches, but we all have the same thing of at least the three of us of nervous system regulation, of identifying like what are your non-negotiables to your wellness routine and how are we going to get there and what brings you joy and how are you going to find joy along the way and not be like so bogged down by all these like ideas and also on the other side educating you on these things like Madison mentioned oh I got a brochure on like the vagus nerve and like stress but she didn't really talk about it it's like we're here to help you with those things and show you like what does what does all this mean what do all these terms mean what do you feel more called to learn about because obviously there's a ton of different like topics and avenues and things that you can do but it's like what are what is your soul and mind and body actually being called to learn more about because that's probably the things that are going to help you the most out of anything out there (laughs) no I just I love that you said that because and I think you can get a pretty good sense of people if they have a website or if they have an Instagram page um again it's like there are so many people still like promoting I don't know just I think very disordered ways of eating and thinking yeah um and I feel like at least from what I've observed with the people that I follow, I'm like, I follow them because they're embodying everything that they're saying. Like mm-hmm. I see yeah. them doing the work. I also know a little bit about their story. And so I think that's a huge thing that clients also resonate with. It's like, yes, we've been there. We know what it's like. Mm-hmm. We're also on this journey. Yes. We're maybe a, a couple more steps ahead, but yeah. also like yeah. we're real humans. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of people, at least for me, it was very, I was very stubborn. I just wanted to do everything by myself and it was really hard (laughs) for me to ask for help. And I think that's what a lot of people experience too, is like, yeah, they see our experience. They know that we're there to help. And it's a very foreign idea, but like having a coach, I still work with him to this day. Like I see him every couple of months. He was the person who brought up to me the fact that I, I was just, I was a very stressed person. He, he was the only practitioner, I guess you'd call him a practitioner. He's a coach. He's a health coach. He asked me about my stress. He's like, what are the biggest things in your life that have stressed you out? Like, let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. We talked about it. And then he finally made this connection. He's like, yeah, wow. You've been through a lot. I really, I think this is why you're still having some gut issues. And I was like, what? No, no one's ever (laughs) talked to me about this stuff. And it's like, I would have never had that. I mean, I'm sure I would have come to it at some point, but like, having a different perspective for, from someone who is 
he like I worked with him because he is like a living embodied person that like I want to be like and so yeah yeah, I think it's just in this industry it's it's kind of hard because we're we're not doctors but we're also I don't know it's just there's there's so much variety to coaches and yep yeah it's yeah it's it's just I think yes exactly I feel like um experience is so meaningful and so valuable and it's like of course, it can go on the other side of that, right, on social media where people are just spewing nonsense and just people are, like, mm-hmm. believing it and soaking it up, right? Mm-hmm. But it's, like, you know, for me, it's, like, seven years of experimenting in my own body, right, like, researching, trying things. I mean, like mm-hmm. you, I've done AIP, I've done paleo, I've done whole food plant-based, then to just, like, vegan to, like, you know, I've been on all of the sides, right? So, it doesn't matter how educated the person is. If they have not lived and breathed the experience, there's a layer that they're not going to be able to get to you. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, there is sometimes there a bit of an insecurity, like on my part on social media, because I'm like, well, I don't have a degree in this. Right. But like Amanda said, uh, she's like, Hello, the school of hard docs. Cause that's yeah. how she, she didn't go to school for that, right? She is a mm-hmm. nutritionist, but like all she shares now is like Vegas nerve stuff and like all mm-hmm. right stuff she didn't even go to school for. So it's like, yeah. I think that like that trust sometimes isn't there with a health coach or people don't see it as seriously, but it's like, I have completely transformed mm-hmm. my clients' lives when they have seen therapists for like yeah. 10, 15 years. They have seen naturopathic Same, doctors. Yeah. They've spent $50,000 on their health. Mm-hmm. And then I helping them come to realize like these aspects of their lives that are making a huge profound impact on their whole well-being and then everything just kind of naturally falls into place right it doesn't have to be this crazy like stressful thing but yeah on social media it's like you know there's so many coaches out there when I started even like I wanted to get my 2019 but I started sharing on social media in 2016 about diet stuff with autoimmune. No, there was like literally nothing except the AIP diet, Mm -hmm. right? That was Mm -hmm. kind of around, but not many people were even on board with that, right? So now we're at a point where it's like the diet stuff has become way more popular. People are understanding that, right? But now we're adding on this layer of the nervous system, right? And how that affects gut health, how that affects your mm-hmm. overall overall well-being. So it's going to be a slow progress for people that make that connection for themselves. But I'm just mm-hmm. happy like all three of us, you know, are like part of that pioneering of like, hey, there's more to gut health than yeah. just the foods that you're putting into your body. And it feels really exciting to be like shaking up the system. Many of us in the autoimmune world are best friends with heating packs. We're here to tell you that it's time to ditch them because we have something even better for you. Our new favorite pain relieving product is not like any other heating products that either of us have ever tried. Thermotex offers a variety of infrared heating products. They're really high quality, effective, and convenient. It's super easy to do. All you have to do is flip on the switch, let it heat up, and instantly enjoy the healing benefits. Because they incorporate infrared technology, the energy is absorbed six centimeters into your body. Traditional heating packs only penetrate about a quarter of a centimeter. 
The other cool part about this technology is that it isn't insanely hot to the touch, so you don't have to worry about burning yourself or having to reheat it frequently. Thermotex is currently offering our listeners a 10% discount on any personal product with our special code AUTOIMMUNENEW, all one word. And as always, that link is in the show notes. We literally use our heating pads every single day, and we can't wait for you guys to start using this as part of your healing regimen. I think an important point is that we genuinely learn about these things and embody these things and have experience in these things of ourselves and working with clients over the years, because I, I, I don't remember the exact statistics. So someone would, I don't know, don't quote me on this, but it's something like doctors get like 25 hours in their entire schooling on nutrition. Most there's obviously some, you know, specialized programs and functional medicine and stuff like that, that do more, but most doctors out there only get 25 hours in their entire schooling based on nutrition. And that is like nothing compared to the research that any of us here have done, or, you know, someone who has even more of a background. So it's like, and also on the other side of things, I have a master's degree. I have, I have, you know, gone $80,000 in debt for my master's degree. Do I use most of the shit that I learned there? No, I use most like, yeah, there's some things for sure, but I mostly use my own experience. I mostly use what I've learned working with clients and like learning on my own through podcasts, through, you know, finding research articles through all different things, like all different avenues, reading people's books, listening to, you know, speakers on Ted talks and all of this stuff. Right. Just like Amanda said on the other podcast, like literally the school of hard knocks of like, you get interested in something, you feel passionate about enough about something and you just learn and you just go for it. And I think it's like so, so underrated of, oh, they have, they have to have a degree like that. I'm only going to work with them if they're a doctor or whatever. There's so much more value in all of these other practitioners that don't necessarily, that aren't necessarily a doctor, right? <laughs> I've even heard it's less. I've heard it's like four hours of nutrition. Yeah, I hear mixed things on it. It's like, I hear like mixed. Regardless, it's like, that's like nothing, you know, like even, even 25 hours is nothing, but yeah, you guys might be right. But um, yeah, it's just crazy. I'm like, I was just like trying to think, I'm like, what was the statistic before I said that out loud? And then I was like thinking, I'm like, I feel like 25 hours makes sense. Cause if it's like one nutrition class, you know, that would be probably like 25 weeks or whatever. Anyway. Um, but yeah, it's just, anyway, I was just blown away when I found that out years ago. I was like, oh, no wonder none of these doctors, like rheumatologists and even like some holistic practitioners are not mentioning things like um, diet and like the stress levels and all of that stuff because they're just not getting educated on it and they're not going out of their way to educate themselves on it. That's a really, really big point. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was just going to add. It's like, yes, the nutrition piece, like we talked about, is super important and they're not getting trained in that, but like, the nervous system stuff, like the stress piece, right? No doctor has ever asked me about my stress. Nope. They've never asked me about my sleep. They've never asked me how much sunlight I get. They don't ask me about none of none of those big things that are really important. And again, I think it's partly partly just the system and then partly because mm-hmm. they don't really have time. And then also, yep. yeah, it's just like it's not in their their wheelhouse of modalities. Whereas for us, it's like y- we've had to find these other modalities because that stuff has not worked for us. Mm -hmm, Exactly. So um, what are the biggest insights for you that have like really transformed your health and like your mindset overall? Yeah. um, I would say one that's been huge that we've already discussed is the gray area, right? Finding the gray area Mm. and embracing the gray area. And that's been huge. I mean, I was all or nothing, hardcore Mm -hmm. vegan, like 
that was going to be my whole, mm-hmm. that was my whole personality yeah. for a while. Yeah. I was very, very much not open-minded about things. And I really had to like come, come to a, have a heart to heart with myself and be like, this is physically not working. So I need to yeah. be open-minded about something else. So I think yeah. that, I think you mentioned that um, in the beginning, Erica, of just like, I know a lot now and I, but I'm also open. Like I'll talk to yeah. people about food stuff. I'll talk to people uh, about stress stuff. Like I'm like, that is one huge thing that I uh, learned from my own experience is like, yeah. nothing is ever black and white. Mm. I'm always open to new ideas, new experiences, learning something different. I'll talk, like, I'll debate someone on whatever. Like, I'm super open to new information. Yeah. Um, which I feel like you also have to have a balance with that, right? You have to, like, figure out what's work- working for you, what works yeah. for you, and then have an open mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> just, like, yeah. open-minded to changing, changing my mind, changing yep. my perspective. Yeah. Yep. Um, and just the stress piece. I mean, that's like been insane, insane mm-hmm. for me. I, like I told you guys, just, I was very stressed, always going, going, going very high achieving person. Yeah. And my life is very different now. Like I yeah. wake up really slow and I have my breakfast and yeah. I don't have a job that I go to and I don't work a lot. Like my goal is to work less. I and just told really, Rachel that too. Yeah. I was like, I, that's the goal. Just like, yes. why? Help like, more we've people all been work conditioned. Yes. We've all been conditioned to like work more, like get more clients, do more things, produce more. And it's like over my own, you know, my own self-evolution too. Like I feel very similar to that of just like do less, like put less pressure on yourself. Like life is so much more enjoyable when you don't yeah. hold yourself to these like high expectations and standards and like not to cut you off but I do want to say like a lot of my I talked about this a lot on the podcast but a lot of my clients they're all coming from that overachieving type a da 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 right and it's yeah. like that's actually what led me to really switch my work to just be like mind body coach talk about nervous system stuff because I was like there is no coincidence that all of my clients are like this, right? Mm-hmm. And you see it represented in their health. And the mm-hmm. mo- more that they can shed these survival parts of perfectionism, overachieving and whatever else that they've implemented and uh, identified themselves with, the more healing that happens. And exactly. so it's like, it's really nice having people on this podcast, like Amanda and you so far that have said, that's who I was. And that's when all my chronic yes. symptoms were. And now mm-hmm. I'm not that. And I showing that it's possible. Health. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like genuinely embodying, Hey, I've been there. I know what it's like. And I know that you can get past this and you can move forward and like have that beautiful life and embrace the gray area. I love the way that you phrased that, not just like acknowledging it or surrendering to it it's like embracing it right like seeing the beauty in that gray area like I don't know the way I think of it there's like basically one true shade of white right and like one true shade of black but there's a million shades of gray right 50 shades of gray um (laughs) there's literally you you have so much more to explore in the middle ground. There's so many different avenues that you can explore. So wouldn't you want to be in that middle area where there's, I'm just picturing kind of like a like um, field of wildflowers, right? Like that gray area is like that. Like what could you explore in that middle area? Whereas the sides are just like walls essentially. Yeah. 
So that's going into our other question of like, what values do you feel like you embody on a daily basis? Ooh, um, I would say flexibility. Mm -hmm. That's a big one. Mm -hmm. Flexibility, flow, very much kind of like similar things that we're talking about it used to be super yeah. restrictive, rigid, regimented, and now it's like mm -hmm. flexibility, flow, also grace. I would say that's another big one mm -hmm. is like, there yep. are some days yep. where, I mean, in the past, I would just like, if I ate a meal out or if I did something wrong, I was just like, nope, this is bad. You're off yeah. track. You got to get back on track. Mm -hmm. Now it's like mm -hmm. so much more grace and so much more trust. I think that's a big thing too. Yep. Learning to retrust my body and be like, yeah, I'm going to eat this massive pizza. Like even just the other day, yeah. I had a sourdough pizza. I haven't had that in a decade. And I was like, I'm going to trust my body. I've done a lot of healing mm -hmm. and I used to never trust my body. It was like, Mm -hmm. There was a lot of negative self-talk towards my body. So I would say trust, trust, grace, flow, flexibility. Those I love ah, those words. Those so are much. all so vital <laughs> to this whole podcast. Yeah. Very yeah. Vital. Super, super resonant for sure. I love the word flow. I think that it just comes up so much in my own journey and in what I share with clients of trusting the flow and going with the flow and finding your own flow, even down to like literally like a soul flow of movement within your body and like really feeling yourself and like allowing yourself to feel sexy and sensual and like allowing that flow of energy throughout your body. Like it's just such a powerful word. I love that you brought that up. So I guess we'll wrap it up with our closing question um, that we ask all of our uh, guests on our podcast, which is what is one tip or technique or practice that our listeners can incorporate in their daily lives, like starting today? I would say one that I love is slowing down. And I know there's a lot to that, but also I feel like healing can't happen when you're, when you're going a million miles per hour, when you're doing all the yep. things, when you're working all the jobs, when you're doing all these protocols, when you're taking all the supplements, um, mm -hmm. slowing down, I would say that is like the general thing. And then, uh, just like, what does that look like? Right. Like even slowing down how fast you walk, slowing down, how fast you brush yeah. your teeth, slowing down how quickly you get up in the morning, slowing down, like, yep. Start with the very small things because from my experience, it's really hard to slow down. It's, it feels really uncomfortable. Yep. You feel lazy. You feel like you're not doing enough. Yeah. Um, and so starting with like some of the very simple things, just like slowing down your day, adding in an hour or even a half an hour in your day where you have nothing planned. Mm. Like start with that. Um, so nourishing. I love that. Something that I shared in my yeah. private client collective the other day was about like when we wash our hair, right? We're always like, like scrubbing the shit out of our head. And it's like, what if you took a second oh, to like wow. genuinely massage your head? And when mm -hmm. you have like your soapy loofah, like genuinely like feeling it on your skin, like why are we constantly like rushing through our shower when we know we're going to spend longer in the shower just standing there anyway? Like slow it down and like genuinely enjoy yeah. touching your body and touching your scalp and like giving yourself that self-love. I love that. Well, that's part of that nervous system regulation, right? Like people are going fast because they're in that sympathetic state, mm -hmm. right? I got to go. There's a threat. If I don't get to work on time, if I don't pick yeah. up my kids, if I don't da da da. So it's like finding even the smallest moments to like slow your body down is huge and profound. And like that, that's what this 
you know, whole podcast is about too. And like the work that we do with our clients is like the healing happens in these very like small, which are not small adjustments that you make to your Mm -hmm, life. Right. mm -hmm, Like you don't need to cut out an entire food group. Maybe it's just like actually taking a break at work, actually sitting there eating your lunch without your phone, without distraction, (laughs) just actually chewing and being with your food and your lunch. Like Mm -hmm. if you did that every day for six months, I guarantee it would have a profound effect on your health. Huge. That's something that I actually worked with a client on. Um, This client I've been seeing for like two years now. And it was one of the first things that we tackled is like, hey, you're literally, she works from home. So she was like, I take my breakfast to my desk. I open my laptop. I like get right to work. And I'm like, what if we took 10 minutes to actually sit with your food and then go to work? And she immediately implemented that. And she's like, I could never imagine going back. Like that was such a simple switch for her 10 extra minutes. And she's like, it starts my day. It's so much more at peace. Maybe even like putting on a nice song while she eats or like, you know, doing something that makes her maybe feel like a little bit more nourished, right. In all aspects and then getting to work. And so I love that aspect of like the slowdown and like really embodying what the person that you want to be right there. you got to change a lot of aspects of self in order to be the person that you want to be and embody what you want to yeah. embody. But it's got to start with those quote unquote baby steps, which actually are the big steps. Yeah, those are. <laughs> Yep. Ah, such good conversation. I know. I was, I was so happy that we had you on here. Is there anything else that you wanted to note that maybe you didn't get to share quite yet? And um, also where can people find you? Yes. Ooh, I don't think I have anything to add just that like, it's so, it feels so good to be in conversation with people who are very much on a similar path and coming out of diet culture and restriction and the fear mentality that I feel like is the is the main feeling of the health world currently yep so just love being in in this space with you I love what we're doing shaking it up like you said (laughs) um (laughs) and you can find me on Instagram I'm mostly on Instagram the gut goddess and you can find me on my website thegutgoddess.com and yeah mostly just hang out on Instagram Awesome. awesome Well, thank you again so much for coming on with us. We really appreciate you and we are so excited to continue following along with you. And we hope that everyone got a whole lot out of this episode. I absolutely love, I already have like a title in mind for this episode. I wrote it down. So I'm super excited for this to release and uh, we'll talk to you all next time. Bye guys. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. Okay.